God, I thank you that you are pushing and you are pulling those that you want to use mightily in these end times. You are speaking, oh God, speaking louder than ever before. God, I pray that you give us all here ears to hear you, ears to listen to what you're saying, so that we can step up to what you have for us to do for you. It is all about you, Lord, and we want to make it so in this church and in our individual lives. Father, hide me behind the cross this morning. Let your word come forth. Let your people be encouraged. Let them be convicted. And let them know that they can go higher in you. To the glory of your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. On Friday during prayer, we had a wonderful prayer session last on Friday. We had about 40 people here praying. It was amazing. And before then, like on Wednesday, I, I started feeling like God was trying to tell me something very specific for that prayer session on, on Friday. And he finally came, and what God was saying that, in these last days, he is speaking so loud, louder than ever before, but we are not, the church is not seeming to hear him very well. And the question was, okay, if you are speaking, Lord, how... Are you speaking and how do we hear you? And he said, those that are going to do exploits, those that are really going to step up in these end times that we are in, have to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit in three areas. You are going to have an unusual urge to spend blocks of time with God in prayer. You will just feel a pulling in your spirit, man, to just go away on your own, lock yourself in, sometimes for hours on end, just in prayer, in worship, and in the Word. The next thing he said will be happening is an unusual urge to just give. That he's beginning to use a scissors to tie, to, to disconnect, or to, to take away our connection with material things. Because you know that Jesus says this gospel must be preached to the ends of the earth, then the end will come. And so God is looking for individuals that are not connected to their material things, to their money, because God is going to use their money to make the gospel reach the ends of the earth so that he can come back. Every other sign of the end has come to pass. I hope you all are following things the way they are. Don't just think things that are happening are just happening. Jesus is coming back again and is going to be soon. In fact, COVID, that's not my message. In fact, COVID, the enemy meant it for evil, but do you know how God used COVID to, to, to send the gospel to every part of the world? During the COVID, when we all shut at homes, ministries and pastors and everybody started finding other ways to get the gospel out. We have people that have never heard the gospel before in Muslim countries that are now on fire for the Lord because of COVID. The gospel went out like never before. So God is looking for people that are willing, that are not connected to their bank accounts, there are no attachments that when God says, I want you to give this, they just write a check and give. So that the gospel can be preached, so the kingdom of God can be advanced, so that the end can come. 
And then the last thing that God said he will be doing or will be happening is that there will be so much attacks on Christians. Unusual amount of attacks. And do you know why? Because the enemy, when the Bible says in, in Psalm 23 that the Lord prepares a table in the what? So when he's preparing the table, all of a sudden, the enemy sees that God brings out a table in the spirit realm. And he's beginning to prepare it and your name has been mentioned. Do you think the enemy, you, you don't know yet, you don't know yet. But do you think the devil will want, just sit quietly and let God prepare that table for you with all the goodies? He will do everything in his power to make sure, everything in his power to make sure he distracts you, he attacks you. So you can say or do something because he's so legalistic. And God follows rules and principles too. So he can distract you and don't allow you to enjoy that table that God is preparing for you. So those are the three things you have to be very sensitive to. If you are being pulled to pray, stop everything and go spend time in prayer. If God tells you to give, give. God will not owe you. He will give you more than you give. I promise you. And it's not even only money. It's your time, your talents, your gifts, and of course money. And then when you start having attacks from the enemy, it's like one after the other. You're wondering what is going on. Remember, God is preparing a table for you. That's what is going on. So those are the things we have to... We are spirit beings. We are not ordinary people. We cannot be like the ordinary man. And that's what my message is on this morning. It says, Jesus at the center. Jesus at the center. First John 2 from 15, verses 15 to 17. It says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Clear. If you love the world, the love of God is not in you. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away. And the lust of it is passing away. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Romans 8, verses 6 to 7. For to be carnally minded is death. Period. If you are a Christian who has a carnal mind, and we'll talk about what that means. Because there is no difference, and that's the truth. I was listening to one preacher on TV. He said the truth is, a lot of the things happening in our nation, in our world, is because Christians have become so carnally minded. And he said this when I just finished watching a show on TV called Blind Date. And God was really, the Holy Spirit was convicting me. Convicting me because I know the scripture that says, Brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there is any virtue... And if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate, think, look to these things. And here I was, a pastor, 
watching a program where the dates, they have a wall and the date on one is on the side, one the other side. And after they've done that for so many, they pick each other and they come out. They've never seen each other before. They see each other for the first time and they are kissing and they take them to some place where a married couple maybe to go for honeymoon and somebody you just met a day or two, you're sleeping with him. And I'm watching it and I, I found myself thinking, why am I watching this? Why am I watching this? There's nothing pure here. There's nothing lovely here. There's nothing of virtue here. What pleasure am I getting out of this? I was so convicted. And I switched the ch- channel and here was Tony Eva saying, the problem in the church, the Christians. We have become so worldly, we don't even know that we are just like the world. We watch TV programs that promote adultery and fornication, and we're enjoying it when we're eating our popcorn. And it is numbing our spirit man. And when God now speaks, you don't hear. When they now say, oh, uh, homosexuality, there's really nothing wrong with it. They were born that way. In your mind, because you've seen it on TV and the, and the homosexuals or the gay person is always the best human being on that thing. The Christian one is the bad one. They make those ones, they've had the best character, the kindest people, the, the most loving people. And before you know it, you've become insensitive in the spirit. That's what the Bible says. It says to be carnally minded, Romans 8, 6 to 7, put it back up. To be carnally minded is death. Spiritual death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity. You are an enmity, you are an enemy of God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. And then Second Timothy verse, chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. It says, But know this, that in the last days... Perilous times will come. For men will be what? Lovers of themselves, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, no self-control, brutal, Despisers of God. It's time to do a heart check. It's time for us to do a heart check. You know, as a cardiologist, or if you go to a heart doctor, and they put you on that treadmill, and they check your heart to see if there's any blockage that's preventing blood to flow, and if they they find any, they put you on medication, that's what we are going to do today. We are going to do a heart check today. Do we have things blocking the flow of the Holy Spirit, the flow of God in our life? Me included. Because God will not use anything that is not clean. God will not use anything that it has anything in it. If God is going to fill you completely, you have to be empty completely. And God is looking for... It's not that... This is not to make all of us feel, oh, I can never... It is possible. You can't... The Bible says, be ye separate. We can't be. If not, God will not tell us about that. But we have to be separate. We have to make a decision. 
We have to make a decision to not allow the things of the world cling to us so that when God is now talking to us, when God is now screaming, there's so many obstructions in his way. We can't hear him. We can't hear him. Everything in the world, everything in the world, the sum of it, everything in it, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, they are all gateway for the enemy to come in and make sure you are not as spiritual as you should be. If you are a Christian, there are things that Christians do. If you are not a believer, it's a different thing. But if we say we believe in the Lord, and we want God to use us, and we want to make it to heaven, it's the same heaven that Paul is, Paul is in. It's the same heaven that Peter, James, those that were put upside down, and a saw were used to divide James into two. He was hung upside down, and a saw were used to divide him into two, because he would not deny Jesus. How are we in our Christian walk? A hard check is for all of us today. The degree of which Jesus owns you, the degree to which he's really the center of everything, is the same degree that God is going to use you to touch anybody. That's just how it is. What happened to the times when people would go all night prayer meetings? What happened to those times that we were were willing to forsake all for the gospel? I'm not saying God blessing us with money or God blessing us with materials is a bad thing. I'm not saying that. God blesses his people. Yes. But the, the difference is the love. The Bible says the love, the love, the love, the love of the world, the love of it. Eros, that Eros love is attachment as you're attached to somebody you love, like your, your children, your husband, that kind of love that is so deep. That's what he's talking about here. That's what he's talking about here. There are three ways that you can measure if you have Jesus at the center of your heart. There are three ways to measure it. It's always good when we are preaching for us to bring it down where you can actually have it, you can walk with it. The first way is your level, the level of conformity you have to the image of Christ. How conformed are you to Jesus? The Bible says, be ye conformed by the renewing of your mind. Be ye conformed. How conformed are you to the image of Christ? The second way to know if Jesus is the center of one's life is your understanding of the ways and the keys of the kingdom of God. The understanding, taking the time to know that God has his ways of doing things. And that when God sets a system down, you bet you can stand on that system and it will work for you. He says, give and it shall be given to you. That's a key. Are you working in that key? Are you a recipient? Are you a receiver? Or have you gotten to the point in your Christian work you are not a distributor? He says, give, and then it will be given unto you. It can't be given unto you until you give. There are just some systems and laws in the kingdom of God that we all need to study and find out. There are different ones. By God's grace, I'm going to be doing a, a, a series on that. There are laws, there are keys, and there are systems. And God has put it in place. If you go with it, it works for you. If you go against it, you pay a price for it. Then the third thing is your level of yieldedness to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is is, is God. He's a person. He speaks. But are we hearing him? 
and he's not like a demon. They are both spirits. God, when God told me this, I was like, oh, because I was like, God, I just wish there was a way you can, you can make me, push me to do it. You know, when I'm doing something wrong, God said, no, honey. He's the Holy Spirit. He's gentle. He's a demon. Anything that forces you to do stuff is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come, speak to you very gently. You will know he's talking to you because you feel so... There's a way you feel when you do something that's, you know, if you're a Christian. He will come and you feel that and you don't make any change. He just goes away. He will not force you. He's not a demon that will force you to do things against your will. But your level of conformity, your level of understanding, and your level of yieldedness is what tells God how much of Jesus is in the center of your life. You see, in the center where everything else goes away from Jesus. He sits at the center of your heart. And everything grows away from that. Everything is an outgrow of him being the center of everything. What is the hindrance to conformity? What is the hindrance to conformity to Christ? It's just what I've talked before. It's carnality. The carnal mind... The carnal mind is enmity against God. And I, I don't know, it's not just even here, it's all over the world. My country is a third world country, and it's, it's, it's a poor country in terms of, you know, capital. But you see things people are doing. Christians, a pastor, planned with an associate pastor, and went into a hotel and booked for two weeks, and sent a letter to his church members that he has been kidnapped. And demanded a ransom of so many millions of naira so they can pay him. And the reason he said was because the church did not buy him a car. So he wanted a car. And he, yeah, it was, yeah. And I'm like, a pastor. You see people come to church. They will bring Coke and Fanta. The pastor will say, bring Coke and Fanta. The Coke represents something and the, and the Fanta represents, the different colors represent something. And then he pours it on them on the altar. And the, when he does that, they have dollars. And one is dollars, one is, one is pounds. And people are in church doing praise and worship. One bottle of Coke in one hand, one bottle of Fanta in one hand. Some of them will come to church with, with whips. pastor says, bring a whip. We're going to whip everybody today to whip the enemy out of you. <laughs> and they all come to church, everybody has, sitting down with their own whip by them. Church? Church. Canality. He has come into the church. You can't, it's so hard to be, differentiate church from the world. It's so intermeshed. The Christian will lie just as the unbeliever will lie. The Christian will cheat just like the unbeliever will cheat. The Christian young man is in pornography just like the other ones out of the world. Ah, there's no difference. There's no, there's no in the spirit to say, oh no, this is wrong. It doesn't even, the Holy Spirit has spoken and spoken and spoken. They are now hardened. It cannot be so, my brothers and sisters. Christ is coming back for a church without spot and without wrinkle. That's what he's coming for. And he's not going to change that in the scripture. He's not going to take that out. 
because of us. There are still some people that are doing the right thing. And you know, it's so easy to say, oh, well, it's, it's so hard. Every time you turn on the TV, everything they show is this, that, that, that. No, there are still some clean shows you can watch. If you want to have, you know, have time for your mind, just to relax your mind, if you see something that is not of God, turn it off. Go to another channel. Turn it off. Don't let your flesh... This flesh, I'm telling you, this flesh, if we didn't have it, we wouldn't have trouble. But because we all have it, it wants to be satisfied. It's always craving for pleasure. You have to crucify it. You have to crucify it. And God won't do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. So, carnality is not just, it's a, it's a state of the heart. It's when you are guided and governed by fleshly desires. It is a lack of spiritual vitality. You hear what I'm saying? It is a lack of spiritual vitality. If you see a Christian who is burning and viral and in love with God, you can tell. You can tell. When there's no vitality there, there is no vigor there, there's no maturity there. Mm. I'm talking to myself too. It's so funny, it's like in the last six, seven months, because I've just had to be aware on myself and stay, I stay in my room a lot, I just stay there hours. It's like, oh my God, I was telling no judge the other day, I said, it's almost like, I'm going crazy because now I'm reading scriptures and I begin to see things that I never saw. I mean, I've been a Christian for how many years? I'm seeing things and I'm, 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 I'm seeing and I'm, I'm hearing things and God is just opening my eyes and I'm like, Lord. And he's like, yeah, I was speaking all along. I never stopped speaking. I've never stopped speaking. I've never one minute stopped speaking. You just now are beginning to hear me better. He says to be carnally minded is death, spiritual death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Do you need peace? Follow the ways of God. Follow the things and do the right thing and you will have peace. Canality is not having material things. Canality is what leads to materialism. Canality is not unrighteousness. It leads to unrighteousness. So it's a state of the heart. It's not sexual immorality. It leads to it. It's the state of the heart. It's not the end product. It's the state of the heart when Jesus is not in the center that leads to every other thing. The, the mentality of the world. The thinking patterns of the world. The methods the world used to get things that they want to get. The operations of the world. The way they think. The way they talk. The things they do. The things they say. The things they look at. That's the world. And so you as a Christian will always, always, always ask yourself. Am I thinking like they are thinking? Am I doing what they are doing? Am I talking the way they are talking? You must always ask yourself that. Because the Bible is clear, the love of many will wax cold. The love of many will wax cold. 
I mean, when God says something, you can bank on it. It's going to happen. But please, let it not happen with us. People are leaving the church in droves since, since COVID. Everybody is now God to himself or herself. We have to go back to the foundation. We have to go back to the beginning. These are the things that I want to make sure this church, we are standing and we are doing it the right way. We really have to, because God has a, a mantle, a mandate on us. This church, we are preaching, I'm, I'm not even just, I, I think so much more. Every week on Saturday and Sunday, we have close to 6 million people watching what comes from this altar. And so God has given us, all of us here, not just one person. Like I told you all, every single one of you here, you're participating in that. You're winning souls. I get, we have, my husband's phone is what we use for the WhatsApp phone for them to contact us. I spend all Monday responding to text messages from that, on that WhatsApp. Praying with people, sending them responses. Some people would tape, they would actually tape and, and, ask, and ask questions and, and send messages on tape. We are connecting people now to local churches in Benin City. And we just found out recently, we thought we were just in Benin, Abuja, and Lagos. I'm finding out my brother in another town sent me a little clip of me preaching on his phone. He said, I was just going through the channels. And here you, here you were. And he told all his friends in Auchi, that's another big town. People are South Africa. Because it's a cable network, when they can get the channel, Pastor Larry and, and, and Pastor Pat texted me from Uganda, what's the channel? They have it over there. So you don't even know from this, from just us here. So you see why we cannot preach a gospel of, of materialism and tell people, you, you know God, we bless you, bless you, bless you, just do whatever. No, 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 no. We have to lead them back. We are now all responsible for those souls that are watching us every Sunday and every Saturday. And I'm telling all of you, watching me here, that Jesus has to be the center of it all. Jesus has to be the center of everything that you do. If not, like the Bible says here, you will not have peace. You will have all the things, but there will be no peace with it. And that's how the enemy works. Attachment. Let's look at the three things here. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the eye, uh, flesh, I mean, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The lust of the flesh. Inward impulses. That relentless pursuit of gratification of the flesh. Just that pursuit of wanting your flesh to be happy and satisfied. This flesh is your enemy until you've crucified it. So anything that leads you to just gratify this flesh is your enemy and you must crucify that. Because no flesh, the Bible says, no flesh will see God. Nobody who walks in the flesh will see God. And that's the truth. That's the gospel. So we cannot water it down to make, you, make people feel comfortable. Me included. If there's a TV program you watch and there's immorality there, women, a man and a woman sleeping together, they are not married, promoting fornication, promoting homosexuality, turn it off. Turn it off. You watch series. They have, they give, now they give you seasons. 
They give you season one, season two, season so they keep you in bondage. You know what a program is? A program is to program your mind and change your mind. Television is to tell you a vision that's outside of God's vision. So you that's a spiritual person, you have to be wise and say, you know what? And usually within five minutes, they will, you will know if it's a show you should watch or not. Turn it off. Turn it off. Put Christian praise and worship music, soaking music. Stay with God for 30 minutes. And you will cry. You won't even know why you're crying. But God will begin to speak to you. And when time you're done, you just feel like, bring Satan, you want to fight? I'm ready. You feel the strength is amazing, it's bittersweet. People see me and say, Angela, how? You just lost your husband seven months ago, five months ago, four months ago. You're preaching how? And I, I'm like, I don't know. If I tell you I know, I'm lying. I'm lying. I don't know how I'm doing it. But I know once I go in, I saw a picture on Facebook. It was a little uh, cat going in to pray before a presence of Jesus and when he was coming back he was not a lion I was like that is me 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 if you see me before I, I would just cry and blah blah but once I just give me 30 minutes with him just 30 minutes when I finish I'm like sit I'm ready come on let's do this I feel like I'm, I'm ready to take him on it's not by power, it's not by might. It's by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. You are called to influence those around you. I told you all the other day, every one of us, you all have a circle of influence. Maybe it's just your children, your friends. Maybe it's your co-workers. Maybe it's your grandchildren. Maybe whoever. God will always place you where you will have influence. Where, because, where you bring the Jesus in. And the Jesus in, in you becomes now the center. And everything you do, everything you say, how you carry yourself, is what they are watching. And it's what's going to make a difference. And God is relying on you. Relying on me. To carry this gospel and to represent him well. Are you all hearing me this morning? Amen. To represent our Savior well. The lust of the flesh. Gratification outside of God's limits. Sex is good. God created it. But it has to be within the confines of marriage. Wealth is good. God will bless you. He says he is the God who owns the cattle of the thousand hills. He said the silver and the gold is mine. God will bless you. But not for the wealth he blesses you to take his place at the center of your life. Not for you now, because you are so blessed, you don't have time to come to church. The only five minutes you give God is when you are on the toilet commode to do your thing. Because you are so busy, you don't have time to pray. You are rushing in and rushing out. The only time you have to do your quiet time is when you are on top of the toilet commode. And you think God loves that? It's funny to us, but that's what we do. Is that not what we do? God just blessed me as I'm, please Lord, you, you understand, I, I'm so busy. There was a young man. He got a job. And he came and asked, good luck can I? This job is going to pay him almost like double what he's earning. 
is going to make him a supervisor. And he said, I, I, really, I really want this job. And we told him, we said, well, this job is going to take you away from church on Sunday. This job is going to make you be working 12, almost 12 to 14 hours. But it was money, 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 money. He took the job. In less than a year, his wife and himself were separated. He was never in, ch- in church anymore. On Wednesdays, you don't see him. On Sundays, you don't see him. Because he, wa- he wanted money, 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 money. He was not at peace. That's the thing. What is more important to you? What is more important? I told you all like this whole world we're living in, this whole world is just a stop sign. All, no matter how old you are, no matter how many years you spend, it's just come to a stop sign, look to the right, look to the left, and you keep going. That is your whole life. And you want to use that, that time to go where you'll be in eternity, that's going to be decided by that stop sign. And moreover, all these things really don't even give us peace. It really don't give us fulfillment anyway. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. So why do we, as Christians, not just separate ourselves like the Bible says, be ye separate. Be ye separate. Let there be a difference between you and the neighbor and the person in your family who is not a believer. They can't be shouting and screaming and cursing and you're doing the same thing. They can't be angry and prideful and you're doing the same thing. There has to be a difference. I'm going to continue this next week. There's just no way I'm going to finish this. Because I want to t- look at, we're going to look at the lust of the eyes. We're going to look at the pride of life. We're going to take a look at the prodigal son. We all think the prodigal son was just son. It was the two of them that were prodigal. The two of them. One was just open with his own. The other one was secretly hiding the same desire in his heart. We're going to look at that next week. The goal of all of this, brothers and sisters, is not to make you live here and say, feel condemned. No, 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 no. That is not the goal for you to go home and say, ah, this Christian work, if it's, if it's that, nobody is going to make it. No, that's not the goal. That's not the goal. God, Jesus did not come to condemn us. He came to save us. But he said, without holiness, no man will see God. Without holiness, no man will see God. He's the same God of love, but he's still the same God of judgment. We've talked so much of the love of God, the love of God. God is love, God is love. We forget that he's given us all these things he put in place, the systems and his instructions and his words and the keys is to make us know and to follow the right way. God cannot, God is a just God. You can't have a man who followed God all his life, sacrificed for God, did everything for God, and then you go to heaven, you that didn't do anything, you, just, you barely made it by the, the, the skin of your teeth, one minute you're falling down, you're up again, falling down one again, and you expect to get the same reward? No. So every one of us have to decide what kind of reward we want and what kind of, what kind of Christian we want to be. We, ha- we all have to decide. I have to decide. I'm making, I made up my mind I would never watch a TV program where two people that are not married sleeping together or where they are showing flesh and showing breasts and showing bottom and all of that rubbish. I cannot watch. I, 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 I loved watching them before until God convicted me. 
I watched like five series of Etugu, this one program, Etugu, something resurrection. It was like five or seven seasons, a Muslim thing. By the time they were finished, I was so disturbed in my spirit. I kept wondering, what God said? You, you just watched five or six seasons of them just praising Allah, praising Allah, giving glory to Allah. Anything that was God was malign. Everything that was God was thought to be evil. You enjoyed it and you're wondering why your spirit is heavy? God help us. God help all of us. Stand to your feet this morning. We'll continue next week. Please come next week. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just following God. Because we have people watching from everywhere. We have people watching from everywhere. Young men, young women, let me tell you something. Don't think the world has anything to offer you. You go in there, make the difference. You hear me? Go in there and make the difference. You are a Christian woman first. When you go to that college, find a Bible study. If they don't have one, you start one. Let your light so shine that it will draw men to, to, to Jesus. Don't compromise. If your lecturer says, is, is, uh, is it bank, bank, bank theory? Tell him he, he was the one that was banged. You were not banged. You didn't come from a monkey. God created you. What you wear. Because those people in those colleges, all they want to do is to destroy young people's faith when they come to college. When you get there, you tell them what you believe. And God will always bring people around you that believe the same to hold you up. You hear me? You are the future. If Jesus tarries, we are going to be living it for you. Your faith is number one. Your faith. If anybody takes your faith from you, that's it. It's eternity. Every one of us here will spend eternity somewhere. Is that with God or without God? I'm not trying to condemn anyone. It's conviction this morning. We are doing a hard hard check. All of us. Raise your hands to the Lord this morning. If you're here and you don't know him, you really just need to say, Jesus, come into my life and make me your child. Write my name in the book of life. And if you've served him and if you've known him and you've asked him into your life, please, I'm begging you, check your heart this morning. Is Jesus the center? Is Jesus the center of everything you do? Is every decision you make? Is everything you do, everything you say, everything you look at, everything about your life, is it drawn from Jesus being in the center of it all? He has to be that way. Father God, we come to you today. Father, we thank you that we have ears that can hear. We have eyes that can see. We have a heart that can receive from you, Lord. Father, I thank you today that you are God. And no other thing will take your place in our lives. We decree today and we declare that you take the absolute control of our lives. We give you center stage. We put you in your right place. Everything of the world that's pulling on us, Lord, we cut them off one by one by one by one. We cut them off today. 
we cut them off today. Everything that draws us by our eyes. Everything that draws us by our flesh. Everything that makes us think we are better than anybody else. That pride. Father God, we cut them off today. Lord, we surrender. We give it all. We submit it all to you, Lord God. Speak to us. Lord, as we lay it down, oh God, help us. Give us the strength. Lord, it is not by power. It is not by mind. It is by your spirit. Give us that spirit, that boldness to say no. Give us that spirit, that boldness to say no. I belong to the Lord. This cannot be part of my life. To the glory of your name. Father, as we live here today, we are not living your presence. Father, be with us. Let your grace be ever multiplied in our lives. Grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. Glory upon glory upon glory upon glory. I call that upon your children today. Let your favor surround us like a shield. Everywhere we go this week, let the favor of God shine on us. Let everyone who meet us know that we belong to you, O God. That we serve the one and the living God. By the way we talk, by the way we carry ourselves, by the way we do our things. Let us bring glory to your name. We thank you, Lord God. We give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And the people of God said, Amen and Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. If you want, I want all our prayer partners to please come. If you have any prayer need, if you want someone to agree with you,